0: It's Monday, October 21st. Welcome to Market Foolery. Chris Hill is off today. I'm Mark Reith, and joining me in studio from Motley Fool One, Jason Moser. And from Motley Fool Supernova, Maddie Argersinger. Gentlemen, happy Monday. Hey, welcome, Mark. We are knee-deep in earnings season, so today we'll be talking about McDonald's, Hasbro's, but first, we start off with Facebook. Last week, the social media giant revised its privacy policy to allow users from the ages of 13 to 17 to post publicly, whereas previously they could only post for friends. Jason, is this a sign of desperation?
1: Uh, it definitely could be. I mean, I think uh, one thing we've talked a lot about with Facebook leading up to this point is just how uh, how ro- how robust and how active is its user base, and it does seem like uh, we're seeing more and more um, you know validation that that the younger uh, base, teenagers in particular, are are leaving to go other places. Now, mm-hmm. I mean, the interesting thing about this is that a lot of them are leaving Facebook or, or stopping you know their use of Facebook and going to places like. Tada! Instagram. Well, mm. that's just handy for Facebook because they <laughs> actually own Instagram. Hmm. Uh, but you know, with that said, I mean, Facebook has a user base of of over a billion. Instagram is somewhere in the neighborhood of like 150 million. So, hmm. it, it, there's a significant difference there, and you can even see where Twitter, uh, you know, has has a leg up on Instagram. But it's just the fight for those mobile dollars. You know, I think we saw from Google's quarter that it, it's all boiling down to the total paid clicks, right? right. Because mm-hmm. the cost per
2: click is going down. So right. I, I think that's, that's something they have to focus on. That's where the growth is. So so they revised it so it's 13 to 17 year old. So Mark, mm-hmm. you can finally, you can post publicly now. Oh, that's <laughs> where we're going. The, oh, there oh, yeah, yes. I am. Mark, who's, what, I don't know, half my age. <laughs> uh, no, this, the, the, Jason hit it. I mean, the mobile story is the story here. Mm. They, I just, I, I'm not, I mean, I've been a little bit of a bear on Facebook, and, and they've, they have defied, you know. Certainly, the stock price has defied my expectations. Uh, but to me, is like I feel like they just can't solve that that mobile space yet. I mean, mm. if you think about it, it's so much easier for a you know, especially a teen who's who's used to using mobile to to interact and post and do things on mobile. Whereas Facebook is, it might be great to, for catching up, but you're not really. It's hard to interact on Facebook and mobile. It's a, you're not going to sit there and post a you know a long. Post or an update. I mean, it's just so much easier to do that on Twitter or things like Snapchat. Right. And I just worry that. As that evolves, you know, no matter what Facebook does, you know, privacy settings or whatever, it, it's really the mobile where they're going to they're going to struggle, and they have struggled. Interesting little anecdote here. I'm going to give Amanda Buchanan
1: a shout out. She used to work here, actually, but so I, Amanda and I are friends on Facebook. And while I'm not the, the <laughs> I'm not the most active Facebook user, I did see a post that she put up over the weekend. It said something to the extent of, "Okay, listen, Boston friends." Twitter is where you want to go to post every five seconds on this baseball game, right? Mm. And and when I speak of the baseball game, I mean I, I'm talking about the red. Oh yeah, he's right? wearing a red Sox shirt. Mean, we're we're, oh, we're talking know. about that that unbelievable makes, game makes me set, want to cry. Right? Terrible, yeah, terrible, it's unbelievable. Victorino. But uh, I mean, it was just her her post kind of made me chuckle because I think I, I'm I'm certainly more of a Twitter user, and I think it's because of that sort of free flowing, instantaneous nature. It's it's it keeps moving. Uh, Facebook is is just kind of clunky. They don't they haven't gotten that mobile. Uh, Platform figured out yet? And when you have a company that is completely dependent on advertising dollars, mm-hmm. and that's that's what they are, uh, you know, the bet on Facebook I think today is that they're one day not going to be completely dependent on advertising dollars, and maybe that's the case. I mean, I don't own shares personally. I probably won't be buying shares. It's a fun fun story to follow, but but there are definitely challenges. And, yeah, let's talk about it. And,
2: and just, gosh, the sheer size of Facebook. I mean, I, you know, if you're if you really, if you an investor who thinks Facebook can double, you've got to realize that if it doubles, say, in the next five years, which would be great, mm-hmm. it's going to be a $260 billion <laughs> company, which is, you know, essentially the size of, almost the size of Walmart and GE today. I mean, it's just... Google's at about $300 billion now. A, uh, yeah, it's I maybe mean, 350 yeah. it might be a little right. bigger. But, so, yeah, there you go. I mean, there's another comparison. And just... Ah, that's why, one of the reasons I just have my, uh, investing head is hard to get around what Facebook's doing. Were you guys ever on
0: MySpace?
1: Are you get too old I for was, that? I was not. Well, I, I would say we're probably the appropriate age for when MySpace oh, yeah. actually. I mean, changed I, I, the I world. was on Friendster. <laughs> wow, Friendster. <laughs> Aging and I dating I didn't even know himself. what happened to that. My God goodness, Friendster. holy terrible!
0: All right, moving on to some of today's big earnings announcements. Shares of McDonald's are down after the company announced better-than-expected EPS, but came up short on revenue due to, and I quote, "a challenging global environment." And guys, we've been hearing about this challenging global environment from these fast food guys for a long time. When does
1: it end, or when did they figure it out? I don't know that it does necessarily end. I mean, it sounds like we're going to have some challenging uh, economic times here for for some time to come. But I do think that uh, McDonald's, in particular, you know, on the one hand, I mean, they they planted their their big advantages scale mm. with you know thirty five thousand or so restaurants around the world. Just little bumps in traffic. Really trickle down to the bottom line profitability of this company, so that's great. Right. But the, the flip side there, and I think the headwind that they are really facing is just this this big shift towards how people are eating. Mm-hmm. And so the, the the success of your places like your Whole Foods, for example, and even your Paneros and Chipotle's uh, are are coming, you know, at at the expense of, of McDonald's mm-hmm. and, and and the like. Uh, an interesting stat I saw, and I just kind of I don't know I, I keep on clinging to this is that I saw where McDonald's Total U.S. sales, annual sales. You know they push salads a pretty good bit there. Like right. it seems like at least they advertise them a lot. But they only salads only make up two to three percent of their total U.S. sales. Mm. Uh, and I think there's something to be said for that because most people, I think, when they are looking for a salad, they're not going to McDonald's. That's kind of like, oh wow, <laughs> I didn't realize you had salads. I'm here getting my kid a happy meal, so maybe I'll grab a salad. But I think a lot of people are going to your Panera's and even your Chipotle's for things like that. And so. They're facing that headwind now here domestically, and while it's not so international, I think that over time that will be a headwind they face internationally as well. Well, to that point,
0: they've been moving in a premium direction in a lot of ways. They started offering pumpkin spice lattes. They've got their Mighty Wings now. By the way, have either of you tried the Mighty Wings?
2: I, I have not.
0: That's just an indicator
2: that none of us have <laughs> of how well it's going. Is that the direction they need to go in, Maddie? Well, it, it's 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 sure it's the right thing to do. I mean, if you if you have a place that's offering those kind of foods or things like fruit smoothies, which they also do now, it, you you kind of have to. I mean, that's way, the way you need to evolve. But I, I, I'm with Jason. I feel like you're, you just you think of McDonald's, you associate it with sort of the you know the cheap fast food burgers, fries, which is great. But it's 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 certainly not where at least in a lot of developed nations that's not where the trends are growing, and they have a sort of an interesting challenge also internationally you know if you if you read um, a lot about you know where in Latin America or Asia or Africa and places like that where McDonald's is expanding McDonald's is actually still considered really a really a luxury item hmm. and so there, you have traffic issues too. If if the economy is struggling or if, or if people don't have the you know the, the spending power to actually go to McDonald's, so mm. it's kind of in a weird spot with McDonald's right now.
0: Now yeah. looking internationally, Yum and McDonald's have had so many problems in the Asian markets. But you look at a Burger King worldwide; they saw same store sales rise three point nine percent in the Asia Pacific region. What's Burger King doing right that these other guys aren't quite getting?
1: Well, I think Burger King's definitely focused on rebranding, if mm. if, uh, if anything else, and that's that's encouraging. I think Yum particularly has been faced with a lot of poultry issues, especially mm-hmm. in Asia, due to the avian flu concerns, and that's been something that's played out for for almost a year, I think. Now it's Long just time been a now. perpetual decline in these yeah. same store sales over there. Uh, so that I think was certainly product related as as to where they are and what they're trying to sell with your KFCs uh, in Asia. Um, and McDonald's as well you know they they're continuing to try to like you said offer more premium uh, products there sort of diversify their their menu a bit. I think Maddie keyed in on something there that it's not necessarily uh, so cheap for everyone everywhere else mm-hmm. uh, so uh, yeah I mean problems on multiple fronts. So what's an investor to do? They look. Jason likes this chicken spicy. I mean, I'm a Chipotle investor, and I think that's where the growth is. You find your Chipotles and your Paneras, you invest in those. Mm-hmm. Now, with that said, I mean, I do think that McDonald's represents an attractive dividend stock. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yields 3.4 percent. Last mm-hmm. year, they brought in about four billion in free cash flow. So this this company is doing something right, right, and it's it's hard to argue with the scale that they have. With that said, I think the stock price faces its challenges going forward. Uh, and I'm not necessarily all that interested in it, but, but it is a good, it is a good look for your income investor. No doubt about it. Fair enough.
0: All right. Last but not least, shares of toy maker Hasbro are up nearly 9% today after announcing strong international growth that offset a weaker North America. In fact, according to the CEO, emerging markets grew 22% for the company. Maddie. Were you surprised by this?
2: I that that's a that's a great number. I'm not surprised by it necessarily. I was surprised that the the girls category was up 29%. <laughs> right. I mean, maybe Jason with his two young daughters can clue us in a little bit on Between this Between Hasbro an American girl from Mattel, I mean, you need to see yeah. the power lies and yeah. Has now. <laughs> I mean, it's just girls 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 still like toys, which is interesting to me. I mean, usually it's the boys who are out there buying toys, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I boys are tend to be interested get interested in video games and things like that earlier on, I think. Right. But there's just a lot more girls now. Yeah, could be. Well, I don't could know. Be, I mean, could I, be true. Check and the census. And with with Hasbro, I mean, you know, it's it's interesting. The stock is up a lot. I mean, the re- overall revenue is up something like two percent. Um, mm-hmm. And this is not a company that I think is is going to grow. You know, you know, it's not going to have above average growth certainly. Mm-hmm. And so the question is, you know, where, where are they going to get their, where's the business going to go? Mm. They're very dependent on what's going on in movies. And this year, there just mm. weren't a lot. I mean, we had some superhero movies, but I think next year, I think Avengers 2 is coming out. That's going to be big because right. um, they sell so many toys based on, on you know, Marvel movies um, and whatever Disney's doing. And of course, then we've got Star Wars coming out, which is another one of their big toy lines. So I, I feel like the, the boys category in toys is certainly going to pick up, mm-hmm. but it's nice to see that the, you know, that the girls category is really, is really doing well. And they've got a stable games business, which just not going to grow, but it certainly kicks in a lot of cash flow mm-hmm. again, I feel like this is a this is a little bit more like mcdonald's story it's it's a nice stable company it's got some great brands it's going it's not going to grow like crazy, but it does also pay a nice dividend about three percent nice so you know, not a bad not a bad ballast stock for your portfolio for sure.
0: Right, and with Christmas fast approaching, we have had some bumps in the road, like a government shutdown, for instance. <laughs> that analysts aren't too positive about consumers spending much this Christmas season uh, because of that. So, are we going to see weaker numbers this Christmas season from the toy makers?
2: That, that's, gonna be, yeah, that is, that's the open question. I, I feel like there's certain categories in consumer spending that are doing worse than others. I think mm. the toys are going to be fine. I think w- what we've seen certainly is where the, in the apparel category, that's where the struggles are, not necessarily in things like toys or, mm. or kind of fun entertainment goods. So I expect Hasbro and other companies like that to do pretty well. It's, it's some of the other retail concepts that are probably going to struggle.
0: Top the of the Christmas stuff. list. What are you guys wishing for?
1: Oof. me personally yeah you know Gosh. i'm running out of things to wish for actually but i, I, I wouldn't mind getting one of those new amazon kindle paperwhites okay. the the new kindle readers cuz i have a kindle i mean i just love reading on it but man that, that Paperwhite looks pretty sweet
2: fair enough yeah maybe a a healthy Ron, uh, you know gronkowski for the patriots <laughs> no no God. i mean uh, you no know, i i i got to say I, i'm i'm liking those playstation 4 commercials pretty right. well Oh, so. uh, yeah yeah that might, be, uh, that might be on my list. We'll see.
0: All right, Jason Moser and Maddie Argersinger, guys, thanks for being here. Thank thanks you. Morning. As always, people on this program may have interests in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against, so don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show is mixed by the incredibly beautiful Anne Henry. Woohoo! I'm Mark Reith. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.